Okay, everybody, let's take it from the top. You all who come to this happy place, welcome. Hi-ho, everybody, and welcome back to D-Plus Us, the show about all things Disney. I'm one of your hosts, Scrivent and Al Griffith D-Pad. With me, as always, is the wonderful, the amazing Mr. Mitch George. How are you doing tonight? I am tired. I am still recovering, and we're here to talk about all that. Yes, you see, you got to go out into the world and have fun, and I'm not bitter at all. Um, of course, well, what's... Parts of it were fun, and we'll get to that, I'm sure. <laughs> yes. Uh, in case you didn't know, folks, uh, Mitch was just recently on a Disney trip, and that's what we're going to be talking about. But Mitch was not the only person just on a Disney trip. No. Aaron, welcome back to the show. You were also in Disney, you absolute jerk. How are you doing today? I know. It was awesome. I was there for a whole week. I was also exhausted when we were back, but it was worth it. Thanks for having me back on the show. I was excited. Um. Just the, yeah. the the coincidence of you being on this trip when our first episode back after my trip was me just talking about the trip is honestly kind of perfect. So yeah. glad we we're able to have you on to, to chat all about it. Yeah, man, it worked out well. Like I said, absolutely not bitter at all. No, I obviously I'm super <laughs> jealous of you guys. Like I've been wanting to go back to Disney for a while. Seeing you guys there, seeing you both post pictures separately only to run into each other was absolutely wonderful second hand watching through the window well, this connection wouldn't exist if it weren't for you griffin so true i would have never gotten a random dm in the avatar line saying are you at animal kingdom otherwise your doppelganger is here yep yes we're gonna talk all about this let's hit the rigmarole but before we jump in though folks first off this is d plus uh, it's like we mentioned it's a show about all things disney uh in case you haven't noticed we have taken a break from from talking about currently airing content, whether that be movies or television, in support of the strikes by the WGA and SAG-AFTRA. Remember, if you want to support the unions, go learn from directly from the unions about all that stuff. Do you want to keep up with the stuff we do? Well, we are still here kicking, doing shows about park stuff, about old content, whatever. Just really just hanging out and messing around and seeing what we can, what we can come up with. Um, make sure to subscribe, hit all of the bells and buttons and random stuff on YouTube. And if you're listening on podcast services, go over to YouTube, hit the buttons, do the things, have a good time with us. Uh, another video essay is going to be coming soon. I've got a giant stack of comic books sitting next to me that I've been reading through for said video essay. Um, seriously, See, I don't think you're doing the video essay. You're not reading the comics for the video essay. You're doing the video essay. So you have an excuse to read the comics. And I'm all about it. I love it. This is just Oh, here comes the stack for y'all listening at home. Of the comic books. Here's your sneak peek. I'm so jealous of that Figment one, especially after this trip. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've We'll talk all about this because I've succeeded in my number one goal, which is Mitch must be traumatized by the moon at the end of the Journey to, into Imagination with Figment. But before we jump into that, yeah, I want to talk about you guys in Animal Kingdom running into each other. What? Just what? We we had the same rope drop strategy, which is the kind of the only reason why it worked out. Where the the Avatar Flight of Passage line was looping back, and I did a double take because I I'd seen a couple of Aaron's tweets that he had been at Disney. I'm like, oh yeah, we'll be there in a few days, and then once you're there, you kind of forget that the outside world exists, and you live in that bubble for a week, and it's both a blessing and a curse. Um, 
But then remember back like that had to be Aaron. And yeah, one Twitter DM later and we're meeting up in the line for the other Avatar attraction, uh, Navi yeah. River Journey to take a selfie or take a photo. And then, yeah, that day ended up being like, oh, yeah, let's grab lunch. We're gonna... It was an Avatar day, to be honest, where everything we did or every time we ran into each other, it was Avatar related. And I'm not a fan of Avatar in the slightest. We will not do an episode on either of those movies or any of the 17 sequels that are planned because I have zero interest in discussing what is essentially Pocahontas, but with blue CGI aliens in it for some reason. Um, but man, that that land at animal kingdom is something special even not as a fan of the ip it's it's wild and exact same i had not even watched away the water until the day before we left for the trip um it was kind of a time killer because i was so excited to leave and i was like you know what we're doing the avatar thing on friday let's watch away the water so i watched it it was fine Three hours, um, you're never getting back. Never getting back. It's literally back. Yep. the same story as the first movie, which I still find it hilarious. is. But but it's not unobtainium. It's whale space whale brain fluid. So different. So yeah. imaginative, and also significantly even, worse. Even my significant other, when it ended, it showed a preview for the first one. You know, like now watch this, and she's like, "Oh my god, did you just read that description? Like that could be the description of the second movie." And I was like, "Yeah, spot on." Yeah, five more of those or however many more they're planning that's right despite those and my vehement dislike of james cameron like yeah i love that avatar land i have mixed feelings about flight of passage um but like prior to this trip flight of flight of passage was my favorite theme park attraction i'd ever been on prior to this trip so yeah i don't like flight of passage uh, I, I absolutely love the immersion. I really it. enjoyed it um, too. Yeah, I yeah, thought it was awesome. Um, the, so the reason I don't like it is very, very self-absorbed, very me. But the last time I was at Disney, um, it was just me and my little brother. We waited in standby, rope dropping in the morning. We weren't great about our rope drop though, so it took us a solid like three hours to get into the ride. Um, Not worth that. Because like middle of or it was yeah it was in June. So it was, there was a ton of people there. Peak Wasn't season, worth it. Yeah. Uh, my feet are blistered to hell, so I am feeling the pain. We get, we finally get up there, sit down, and my seat doesn't lock. <laughs> right. I remember you telling me this. That's right. I, it was uh... just one of those moments of like, well, now I have beef with this ride. Yeah. So that did is, you? That that is justifiable beef. Yeah. Did they put you on a different? Nah. Like... Uh, I wasn't allowed to ride the ride. <laughs> Oh. Um, I had to go sit in the hallway that you walk down to get out of it. Just it's, a, it's a special like cruelty of sitting in that hallway because you can hear all of the music and sounds from the ride and you can hear the oohs and ahs of people. Can you smell it? No, you can't smell it. Oh, thank God. That's 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 the one that would kill me. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh, yeah, okay. Everyone's having fun. And, you know, Disney did what they do best. Like they, they comped her. They comped us. We got a bunch of free fast passes with it, but like I was already defeated at that point. So I'm not going to get in that line again for that ride with how your experience went to start the morning. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I left the parks at that point. Um, proceeded to go down to downtown Disney and buy new shoes and buy like I mean, blister packs. Springs. And, yeah, d- d- yeah springs. springs. Come on. Gotta hey, I still call it MGM post. sometimes. So. <laughs> I was actually I was at a family function this weekend uh, talking to one of my cousins about our trip. He's like, oh, we're thinking about planning a trip next year. But there's so much planning that goes to, into it. My brain was immediately like, 
I can make, I can either make their trip amazing or walk away and have no involvement whatsoever. And my brain won't let me not help. So I've, I've all, I've extended that olive branch of it. As soon as you want to think about it, you let me know, you hit me up and we'll, we'll, we'll talk through all the, the nitty gritty of it. Although they're planning on staying off property, which I don't know, unless the cost savings were significant. I'm talking like thousands of dollars difference. I don't think I could do it. I don't either. In Florida. It is that big of a difference, though. It is significant staying off site. But I lo- I like the- I love the ho- Disney hotels, especially the couple of hotels that I've like consistently been to, particularly um, Beach Club and Boardwalk. With just that back entrance to Epcot, too. It's just like, it's how so I love doing we, the parks. I can't do it any other way anymore. So we were at one of the Skyliner resorts, which is Disney's new gondola transportation system. We were at Pop Century. Can we keep calling that new? This, it's been there for a while now. <laughs> it was a post-COVID. No, it was pre-COVID. It was 20, 2019, I think, that it opened. So that's still relatively new within the scope of Disney stuff. And you lose two years to COVID. I, I guess Florida didn't because Florida didn't believe in COVID. But most of us lost two years to COVID. But we'll get to that, too. Um, but the Skyliner drops you off at, at the same international entrance, like the international gateway entrance to Epcot, which was great. Except our Epcot day, we royally effed the rope drop. And uh, Ratatouille was already a 75-minute wait when we got into the park, which wasn't great. So we'll, 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 I, I don't know if we want to do this like in order or based on park or whatever, but like that day for us, we are basing our, like, this episode, oh, we... Mitch, entirely off of vibe and vibe alone. Okay. We're just gonna see where this goes. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, that the the start of our Epcot day was was sounds similar to that experience you had at Animal Kingdom of just nothing that nothing that could have gone right went right. Everything was just other than getting the. Um, the uh, virtual queue for Guardians. Nothing that morning went right. Okay, so we got to talk about Guardians, but I want to talk about Ratatouille first. I assume we both went on Ratatouille. Yep. And now, for some reason, we had the exact same issue with Rope Drop. We got some security guard who was like, we will not let anybody move past this line until 830. And like a couple of the other groups, they just like open it up at like 815. And so the line was huge by the time our security guy, guy let us in. And so I think ours was 80 minutes when we got there. Yeah. So we ended up going back later in the day to ride it. It actually, so it went down for a bit and reopened with a 45 minute wait. That's okay. when we got in queue, which was kind of, it was a blessing. And a, so the biggest issue with the Epcot day is, so this was two days after we saw you, Aaron. I got COVID on this trip. And didn't oh. know until I got back. But our Epcot day was the day where I was like, we, we, my mom, you met my mom. And yeah. like, she was a tryhard the whole way through of like, no, we're, we're, we're rope drop to close. We're not going back to the hotel. No breaks, no nothing. That Epcot day, we got off of Ratatouille. And I said, if I don't go back to the hotel right now, because the Skyliner was right there. I'm like, if I don't go back to the hotel right now, I'm going to pass out. Like, I need to lie down. I went back to like a two and a half hour nap. Which kind of, it made it so we didn't get everything done at Epcot we would have liked. But yeah, the, some of the queues in that park were just, the weights were astronomical that day. It was wild how how busy it was for a month, no, Summer. Monday? Yeah, it would have been Monday. So it was, yeah, not not conducive to 
feeling the way I did on that day and trying to enjoy myself. But doubly we, wild we, that we also like this has out. been that time that Disney's been reporting where it's like the lowest attendance in the theme parks right now. Yeah, <laughs> like for I, the, the problem the with Epcot is Guardian Guardians cannot have like it, virtual queue for that ride cannot end soon enough. They need more attractions in that park to take people out of the park. Yeah. And Guardians will do a great job of pulling people away from the World Showcase where the lines for Ratatouille. And we didn't end up riding Frozen Ever After because the wait was so long. Um, but uh, for the majority of the day, except that day. So we, our trip, we decided to buy the Genie Plus service for our Magic Kingdom Day and our Hollywood Studios Day because those were the two parks where we wanted to ride pretty much every attraction. Um, so we skipped out on it when we were at Epcot and Animal Kingdom and, you know, we rope dropped Avatar at Animal Kingdom, got done what we wanted to get done. And that day went really well. But the Epcot day, for whatever reason, we just could not hit any ride at a good time for that ride other than Ratatouille. Well, Epcot and the also fact that we got issue. like we got like boarding group three for Guardians. So we were on it before the park opened. Dude, officially. That, I kept getting these messages from Mitch while he was there. And one of the best, one of the most satisfying ones was the, we're boarding group three, let's go. This is going to be yeah. amazing. Because Guardians is we, we, the best. We were boarding group Disney. three for Guardians and boarding group six for Tron. I don't know how we did it. That's amazing. We were boarding group, we had to do the one o'clock queue for Guardians and we were boarding group like 156. There's nothing like that, got one to uh, that one o'clock queue when you can see like the people who got it and the people who didn't in the park. Yeah. So yeah. we actually got to ride Tron twice. So we had a, we, we had tickets to Mickey's Not So Scary on our last night. So we were also trying to get in for the, I think it's the six o'clock boarding group, which they do for those specially ticketed events. And we were sitting at a restaurant and everyone around you, you like you could tell at this point, like the only people still in the parks are here for this event. And everybody is looking down at their phones because everybody wants to get on this ride. And with that one, we also got one of the first boarded groups that boarded during the Halloween party. We were on it before the Halloween party officially started. It, I don't know. The, the There was some voodoo going on with our, our Disney apps. So, of course, I, I got to ask. So first off, Aaron, did you also ride Tron while you were there? We did not do Tron. We did Guardians, but we did, we skipped out on Tron. When the kids saw how fast it went, he's like, nah, I'm good. So, it's not for the faint of heart. So, Mitch, I'll ask just you and only you then. How was it? Is it everything that Griffin. I hope it's going to be? <laughs> we got lucky. So the first ride was incredible. Um, I still, I, after this trip, I said Avatar used to be my favorite attraction at Disney. It is now Guardians. Even with the experience of Tron, the second time we rode it, my sister and I got front row on Tron. And when I tell you that that, you thought that, your kid thought that launch was in something from the ground. When you're at the front of that train and you feel that thing go, Oh my God. Like the ride is incredible. It's, it's shorter than I would have hoped, but with the speeds that you're reaching, it's still, it's something worth experiencing. I, I like to grade theme park attractions on how long I'd be willing to wait for it. And most of the time I will cap out at about an hour. Um, I don't feel like waiting more than an hour for really anything. I don't feel like there's enough value in your day to wait more than that amount of time for any given attraction. There's only like two so I would wait up to point. an hour for, I would wait up to an hour for that ride. I don't think I'd wait any longer. So when the virtual queue goes away and it's a two, three, four hour wait, like, no. Lied War, um, Tron and, and uh, Space Mountain, who will have the longer it, Tron, Tron is going to be worse, 
only because it is, as far as I know, the only attraction at Walt Disney World that requires you to use a locker. And the locker system, you've got, it's all tied into your park ticket. So if you're using a, uh, if you're using a annual pass ticket versus using a magic band versus using your phone, you have to use the way that you entered the park to open, to open and close the locker. That's so it's smart, but at the same time, people aren't going to want to take their phone on the attraction if that's the only park ticket that they have. So there's this whole thing of like, oh, well, if you're not using that, then you can get a temporary like key. It's going to be a mess when the, what, when it gets to just general admission into that ride. Yeah. We're we're seeing more and more of that Um, over at Universal for Velocicoaster. They do that, and I think they also do it for one of the Harry Potter rides. Two of them. They do it for Green Gods and for the Hogwarts ride. Yeah, I've never been over to the other side with Green Gods. Um, okay. On the list of yeah. the many theme park things I need to do in the next <laughs> however long. But like, Green Gods was yeah. stupid fun. I had a great time on that ride. I know it works really yeah, well. The only other, the the only other free locker so. situation I'm aware of at Disney is there is a set of lockers you can use for Cali River Rapids at Animal Kingdom. Um, most people don't know about it. We used it on this trip and I will never ride that ride again. Um, cause that was a stupid long wait for absolutely no payoff for Cali. Oh, not- I love that ride. That's I, a- uh, Griffin. We waited 75 minutes for that one goddamn drop in 40. Oh, sorry. A hundred. I don't know. Aaron can do the math. I can't do the conversion. It was like what? Like 110 degrees every day. 120. Yeah. Like capped was- out at 112 with humidity oh, and dang. brutal. I oh, was physically melting while we were waiting for Cali River Rapids. It was not a good look. See, I love that ride, but like, admittedly, my love for that ride is like ninety percent nostalgia. Yeah, yeah, because that was an opening day attraction for Animal Kingdom, wasn't it? Something like that. I don't know. I wasn't there. When did Animal, what year did Animal Kingdom open? Ninety nine. Okay, so I was Should probably have Google open because I tend to Google stuff while we talk. Mm-hmm. I want to go back to you guys. Uh, for just a second because i have the picture up of you guys in the line and i just want to p- point out something that i find hilarious that you guys are essentially just palette swapped with each other of you both have I'm probably the... wearing a black shirt and he's wearing his you got the black shirt, shirt. he's got the white shirt you both got the hats he is the backpack it is one of those just like perfect moments and i just want to point that out because it's like hilarious someone picked the same character in street fighter yeah, it's like so it just shifts the colors. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ken and <laughs> okay. Ken and blue. Yeah. To be fair, ninety percent of what I wore on that trip was white because coming from Canada, where we were topping out at like, I can't do the math. Probably like eight mid mid eighties. Probably on a good day over the course of the summer, we had a, a strangely cool summer for for Toronto. But to go from like that, like the 30 plus degree shift and that humidity, I knew like I was literally melting most days. We were outside. Um, Same. Colorado was weirdly cold all summer. It was like 75 most days. We had a lot of rain this year. And like, man, that heat kicked my ass. It was awful. Animal Kingdom opened April 22nd, 1998. I was off by a year. Hey, it's the same age as me. Neat. You know what's 30 today? Something that's going to make you Rangers. feel old. Oh, that really, um, that really hurts you, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Uh-uh. I mean, my sister turned 30 yesterday, but the Power Rangers one really hit home. All right, let's go. Uh, How old are you, Mitch? 31. How? 
you guys both get out of here. <laughs> I mean, we know that for me. I like making fun of yellow people. <laughs> it brings All me a, a folks who were born in the 1900s. Hey, I technically was. Yeah, I know. Just barely. for all of us who remember the 1900s, <laughs> that is fair. For all of us, for all of us, the, the save button isn't just the save button, but it's a floppy, floppy disk. disk. Oh man. Okay, let's go back to Guardians because I do want to talk about Guardians. This was both of you no, guys' first good. time writing writing it, I think. Yeah. Yeah. This is my first time at Disney World, so all of it will oh, be my is... first time. So this is just even more amazing, but for you, yeah. How? Yeah. What do you think? How? How awesome was it? Amazing. Uh, somebody told us we should try to get cart nine, and I was like, I'm not going to deal with all that mess. I'll just, whatever I get, I get with the cues and everything. And then me and my kid get slapped in cart nine, and it was phenomenal. Uh, maybe, do you guys know about cart nine? So I, I knew I knew that people ask for it, but we just took what we got, honestly. Like, because that, that was the day where I was just, I was doubled over most of the day. So yeah. I was like, I need to just get this done and then survive. Yeah, so cart nine is the one. It's at the very back. So halfway through the ride, when all the carts turn, you're front row for that explosion that blows you backwards. Oh, yeah, it's really okay. cool. I've gotten to do it a couple of times, and it is, it yeah. is easily the best cart. I like. I get why people request it. Any cart is fantastic on that ride. Like you can't go wrong with it. Yeah, it was awesome, and we felt very lucky because, like I said, we actually had a different family at lunch. Our very first day we did Universal and at Harry Potter, there was a family who did the exact opposite of us. They did Disney, all of it first, and then their last day was Universal. So they were like, make sure you do Guardians, and if you can get Cart 9, do it. And they were like, it's a if you know, you know type of a thing. And I was like, okay, cool. And then when we got in the line, it was super long. We got to like one of the last, like we were almost to the entrance, and my kid goes, I'm so sorry, I really have to pee. So Rissa and Uriah bust down through the line, get to the bathroom, bust back through with all the excuse me, sorry, excuse me, sorry's, get up there. And I was like, at this point, whatever line we're in, we're in, or whatever cart we're in, we're in. And then they were like, all right, go down to the end, you're in nine. And we're like, oh, cool. So worked out well. Yeah, I love that ride. The, the queue especially is great. The only thing I don't love about it is that um, the room, pre-show? the room you go in, yeah, the pre-show room. And leaving it is just an absolute melee. It's, yeah, it is. Yeah, wild. which I don't understand with the fact that they're still doing the virtual queuing. Like we walked through ninety percent of the queue, having our spot in line, right? So, like, what? I don't understand the mentality of let's let, let's rush through here to get ahead of everyone else. Like, I didn't even know where the door was going to open when we wrote it. I'm I just especially like, we'll get through this when we get through it. I yeah, especially don't did. understand it with Rise of the Resistance being right there and it doing something similar, right? Of open up yeah. the doors into this massive area and it's so tight knit with how they have theming of rise of the resistance. Yeah. Oh, so an- another thing that I wanted to touch on briefly, or we, I, you know what? No, we'll get to, we'll get to rise later because it was Aaron's first time and I've got a fun story about our, we can jump rise to rise. That was my favorite attraction. We wrote it three times. So Dang. we were you really we were, <laughs> Oh my God. We loved it. So the very first day at Disney was a Tuesday and it was dead and we rope dropped rise and we had zero minute wait time. Like we just walked right into the ride. And then when we got out, it was at a 30 minute wait time. So we jumped back in line and did it again. And then we walked over to the millennium Falcon, which had a 10 minute wait time, jumped in there. I got to be the pilot, which was fantastic. 
Um, and then we did Star Wars for like, I don't know, we were probably there for four hours just on Batu. Like I was as you a Star a Wars fan. I'm part of the park. I yeah. Would, I would plan my next trip around having everything an entire Batu day. Yeah. Dude, oh I my will, God. I legitimately phenomenal. went to at some point. Like some, you'll, I don't know if you saw anybody, but people will genuinely like dress up and they call it Batu uh-huh. bound. And like, I have yeah. a character. I want to do it because it just oh, yeah. sounds so fun. Even like we had Magic Band Pluses like we bought for this trip and there's the whole bounty hunter experience as well, which I started. And just as we were walking around Batu, and my mom and sister were doing some shopping or they were just chilling, I'm like, I'm going to go hunt some bounties. And like those little experiences that maybe not everyone is doing, but it gives you like there's there's so much to do outside of just those two attractions in that yeah. one themed area, which is yeah. really cool. I know, because we got reservations to the cantina. We did that whole thing, yep. got our blue milks, like the whole nine. Um, but we loved it so much that on our last day when we met Mitch, we did half a day at Animal Kingdom, and then we actually bust over to his hotel, not with Mitch. He stayed at Animal Kingdom. But we bust back to his hotel and then took the skyline um, over to Hollywood, and we went back to finish the day at Star Wars again. And then that's when how, we did how our was third the extra ride. Free, how was the extra free ride? Because I know we were talking about it with, with you and your son, and it was just like, okay, you can get this extra free attraction in and get to do the thing that you want to do. So, like, was that the right call? Oh, yeah. I loved okay, it. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. I, I, and, I didn't want to, like, send you to our hotel, and it was, like, an absolute nightmare and, like, all no, that. No, so, the, so that out. was super easy to get on, and then your hotel was super cool. <laughs> and, like, that's where we decided to stop and, like, reapply sunscreen and, like, get all just kind of, and you know, we hit the bathrooms and everything. And yeah. while we were doing all that, I was just cruising your lobby at all the really it's awesome nostalgia stuff. Yeah, yeah. I it was awesome. And then all the desk people came out and did like a dance number in front of everybody, and like that was really cool. And then we're like, all right, let's get on the skyline. Um, so but where yeah, did then you guys we stay, ended. By the way, where did I stay? I stayed at French Quarter, in New which, Orleans. Where do you? Stay? We were at Pop Century. Pop Century, okay. Yeah, um, French Quarter was awesome. Beautiful. Um, Really felt like I know it's close to New Orleans, but literally felt like we were in New Orleans. Um, we took the water taxi over to Disney Springs, which was a lot of fun. We got to see some beautiful, like, kind of cabins in the backwoods through the park, too. Um, yeah, we, me and Riss watched a bunch of the Disney documentary series. Um, the, I can't think of the name, Imagine the one about the attractions. Uh, behind uh, the attractions. Behind the attractions. And the one that does all the different modes of transportation that Disney was built in we were like let's try to hit as many as we could so when mitch was like hey that's at our hotel we were all about it we're like yep that'll check another one off the list um because we just wanted to do as many of those things as we could and man it was awesome the water taxi was like i said blast it was it was great the the only transportation we missed on this trip was the monorail which was kind of disappointing yeah that's the other reason i love staying at those uh the the epcot resorts and the lagoon there it's i love that boat it's so cool. Yeah, it's what it was like. Weirdly satisfying. Like if I am ever to end up in a position where I could ever possibly retire, which will never happen, um, I would Not love to generation. just be one of those boat drivers. <laughs> like that seems like just such the ideal job. Like you're just ferrying yeah. people around hotels on a boat on a lake all day. Like it just is so, so our nice. our our first day there, we ended up on the water taxi because we we had planned no park day the day we arrived. We just wanted to kind of get settled at our hotel and go out for a nice dinner. So we actually went to the Italian restaurant that's at the Swan Resort, which the Swan oh, and nice. Dolphin Resort are on Disney property, but they're operated by Marriott. Uh, but they're on that water taxi route. So we actually, we walked from 
Hollywood Studios to the hotel because I said, hey, it's only 10 minutes and the boat's not here. And my family instantly hated me for the rest of the trip as we walked instead of waiting for the boat. Uh, but we took the boat back to, uh, to the Skyliner. Yeah, look. <laughs> yeah. The boat yeah, shows up like every 15 it. minutes. It's hey, patience. We, beat, we beat it to the hotel. So I'm still proud of the fact that I made the right call. Oh, I mean, that's fair. I used to walk it in when I was would wake up early enough. I would run that loop. It's yeah. It's actually like really fun to go out there. Like if you go out there on a morning and seeing like there's a lot of people that run that loop. Like I'm uh, convinced Pop that Century and Art of Animation up. are 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 the same way. They've got there's a essentially Pop Century and Art of Animation are two resorts on the side of this like either side of this man-made lake, Hourglass Lake. And in the middle of it now is where the Skyliner station is, but there is like a 1.3 mile loop that you can just run around these two resorts. And it's kind of neat to see like every morning we would be leaving and there are people out running this, this loop. It was interesting to see people that invested in their health. Whereas I'm going to, you know, eat Dole Whip and spring rolls. And well, here's the wonderful thing about Disney during a heat wave. You sweat it all off. Oh yeah, it's all. I, I, literally... I lost. I legitimately lost weight on this trip. Yeah, I broke even, which I was very proud of. So, <laughs> like, I was like, "Oh, sweet!" I gained back at the exact same weight as when I left, and I was like, "Done," because we Nailed ate it. whatever we wanted. At oh, one man. point at French Quarter, we ordered two orders of the beignets. We got the regular Mickey beignets, and then we did the Oreo with green frosting Halloween beignets. Oh, they're gonna say the boozy was... ones because that's what I wanted to get over to French Quarter for. Oh, I didn't even know they had boozy. <laughs> so was, that, was everything yeah. set up, by the way, for Halloween? Like, I know Mickey's Not yep. So Scary Halloween Party was happening. It was, it was gorgeous. Oh, it and was like, happening. So the giant pumpkin. such a basic white girl who loves fall. They didn't like, do a pumpkin man. this year. There Guess no what pumpkin. I've been drinking this whole time? <laughs> PSL? PSL. Griffin, there was no pumpkin this year. At really? Mickey's Not So Scary. Huh. I was very surprised that they didn't have the pumpkin set up. I wonder yeah. if it's just not up yet. No, that, but normally they put the thing up first. You'd no? think they'd have it up for the first party. They usually do. But Aaron, have that's... you ever seen pictures but of you... this pumpkin? Uh-uh. So it is a gigantic pumpkin Mickey head. That's um, amazing. It is, it is genuinely amazing. I've gotten to see it. It's super fun. So, But we were talking about Halloween stuff. Let's talk about Magic Kingdom as well. I want to just rapid fire through some attractions, especially for you, Aaron, since it was your first time. And this one, Mitch, because you and I have talked about it. How was Haunted Mansion? Uh, this is where I'm jealous of Mitch. So it was closed <laughs> while we were there. Oh, boo. And then it turns out we were at uh, Magic Kingdom the same day as Mitch. We just never crossed paths. Yeah. Um, And it opened in the evening, which Mitch found out about and got to jump on it. We didn't know. We thought it was closed, like, through the duration. So we ended up leaving. We never got on it. I've ridden it at Disneyland, um, which I loved, but we were really bummed. We had like a list, like a checklist of everything we wanted to jump on. And that was one of the Magic Kingdom, like, don't miss it rides. And when we saw it closed for renovation, we were very sad. And then it turns out it opened that night and we just missed it. Yeah. I mean, the original plan for the ride, like when I was planning our trip, I knew it was going to be closed for like the three days prior to our trip. But the day that we planned to be at Magic Kingdom, which was the first full day of our trip which turns out we didn't cross paths but we're the start of our trip was the exact same as the end of your trip which is kind of funny the the, yeah. the symmetry there but um i i knew and was watching the app all day like this is going to open and it's going to be like a two three hour wait and it's going to be dumb and we're not going to get in line for it 
we stopped to have dinner at Columbia Harbor House, which is in uh, Liberty Square, the area of the park where Haunted Mansion is. And I would highly recommend if you're looking for quick service that has air conditioning. Columbia Harbor House is the spot. Also, just a very, kind of very good chicken path. I had so my mom and I split the platter that they have, which is like chicken strips and hush puppies and shrimp and um, fish and chips, I believe. Battered fish. Yeah. And it was like 13 or $14. And the fact that we could take this one meal and split it between the two of us, it was kind of nice. Um, I missed the dining plan. I'm not going to lie. I kind of wish the dining plan had existed. But oh, part, of, part of the reason we booked the trip is we were able to get a dining credit as part of the room reservation. So we were able to use that, I think, up until we used the last of it on the day, our third park day. So we had four full park days and the Halloween party. So it was only our fourth park day and the Halloween party where we were paying for most food out of pocket. So it actually, we were able to stretch it a lot further than I had expected us to. Impressive. So for those, for those who are on the fence about the Disney dining plan coming back next year and want to <clears throat> weigh the pros and cons, if you want to indulge, dining plan is the way to do it. Get booze with every meal, do it up. But if you want to, like you can do Disney at a reasonable rate. I don't think I spent more than maybe $50 a day on food on any given day, except our Hollywood Studios day. The one meal my sister insisted we do was the uh, roundup, ro the rodeo roundup barbecue, all oh, you can enjoy restaurant in Toy Story Land. Oh, nice. It was, it wasn't, I don't think it was worth the price of admission for the food, but that was the best service we'd had anywhere in the parks. Our server was fantastic. Shout out to Matt <clears throat> working the, the rodeo barbecue he was phenomenal um i feel like service by some large, of the food was really good but service like sorry, tableside no. service particularly in hollywood studios is like weirdly good compared to the rest of the like it's yeah, it's great but... everywhere because like disney does have that level but i feel like it's somehow even better in hollywood studios consistently yeah, the two nice meals that we had. Every everything else was quick service, but we did at um, Hollywood on Tuesday. We did Mama Melrose's, um, which was fantastic Italian food. Loved it. Um, and then we did the rotating restaurant on Wednesday. Nice I'm restaurant? trying to think what park that is in Epcot. Um, it's a big. Hey, babe, which park was the rotating restaurant in? Or was it the Magic Kingdom? Is there one? Wasn't it Magic? I'm thinking of the. Like space twenty. It was at Epcot. Yeah, it was at Epcot. Space two twenty. Two twenty. It's the big jungle rotating restaurant or homestead, and then they just like bring you a bunch of like oh, really yeah that one. I don't know home cooked name. food, and that was a one. It was one of the character dining experiences. The Garden Grill. Probably. I just googled Disney rotating restaurant. That's the first thing that came up. It's say now the Garden Grill is a yeah Garden Grill. Garden. Oh. Yeah. Yep um that was awesome <laughs> and that was also it was just really expensive but it was good yeah, it, it was really right. expensive for us because we also surprised the kid they did the mickey birthday cake like the characters came and did happy birthday with him and like that was awesome that's um, a great experience for for him and for you though so like i yeah i get like it's one of those things like i would not pay the 45 dollars a person that we paid for the barbecue because it's not the best barbecue i've ever had but right. to get the experience of being in the restaurant and um sid comes into the backyard or there's a yard sale and all the toys are like like 
um party source rex comes on and like all the lights start doing their thing oh, like it, it's a fun experience especially if you have kids that are into toy story like for us it probably wasn't like we we aren't the target demographic but the so, like the barbecue sides at that restaurant were actually out of this world uh the actual the barbecue itself has has room to improve that's kind of how i feel Same about starting um, grill like the main course stuff was fine but the sides were like phenomenal that's yeah. kind of how I felt about Be Our Guest, where it's like, the food is all right. The food, it's actually probably one of the better spots in Magic Kingdom, in my opinion. But it's its always the theming. Like, right. being yeah. in the ballroom from Beauty and the Beast is just such a cool experience for all of that. And I'm sure it's the same with Toy Story. Did I? It is and it isn't. Did I tell you my experience at Be Our Guest on my last trip? The, probably we've talked about so many Disney things. So I've, I, I've been to Walt Disney World three times, um, twice as an adult and once as a kid. The first time I went as an adult was in 20. I'm going to get in a lot of trouble. 2018. So be careful. That's when you proposed. right? And it is when I when I proposed to my now wife. Um, I did the proposal as early as I could in the day because I needed to get it done. And I was able to do it early in the day with very few people in the park because I was able to get us a breakfast reservation at Be Our Guest. Oh, nice. I didn't think about the fact that after surprising my wife with a, an engagement ring, that she's not going to eat most of the day. So we get to this meal. She's like, I can't eat. Like, I ordered food and I'm, I, I'm shaking. Like, I can't eat this food. So I ended up eating both breakfasts at Be Our Guest. Um, which at the time, like for lunch and dinner service, it was sit down table, like full, full mm-hmm. service. Um, but breakfast was still a quick service option, even though you were seated, you had needed a reservation, all the stuff. Um, okay. so we were able to kind of like sneak in there, enjoy this really nice restaurant. And I enjoyed it a lot. And, uh, Carmen could barely like breathe. So, uh, advice to anyone out there, do what the seven different people that I saw do, uh, and that was proposed at night, right before happily ever after, as opposed to first thing in the morning. Although you'll get, you won't, you won't get the same, um, the same kind of pictures that that we were able to get with uh, with doing things the way we did. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um... I'm sorry, I have to go put aloe on my kid. We went a week without getting him sunburned at all at Disney. I was religious with sunscreen with my little redheaded kid. And he goes to the pool for sixth grade. They did a pool trip. He goes to the pool one day without me, and he looks like a friggin' lobster. So I'm sorry. I will be off camera for just like two minutes. You go do the lobster thing. No worries. Uh, In the meantime, we'll, I can we'll, bug. We'll power through without you. Because, yeah, there's some questions I had for you specifically, Mitch, particularly yeah. about you getting COVID while you were at the park. Mm-hmm. Like, damn, dude, that just sucks, first and foremost. Yeah, I mean, going to Florida where they don't believe that COVID exists, and I know that's, you know, hyperbole and an exaggeration, and I do know that there are people that take it very seriously everywhere, but Florida is one of those places where, like, yeah, I went to Florida. Of course, I got COVID in Florida. Um, and it was it was one of those things of I felt fine. Um, we had our day, like, our, our down day, or not even our day, like, we had that Animal Kingdom day, uh, where we ran into Aaron and his family and then went back to the hotel. We're like, okay, it, it we we got back early because Animal Kingdom closes weirdly early for a theme park. It was like well, yeah, all those seven animals. o'clock or something. Yeah, um, all the animals weird. don't make for a great time with. 
Yeah, that's understandable. Um, so we got back real early. So like, oh, let's go for a swim. We'll enjoy the resort a little bit. And then tomorrow we've got a day off. So we go to the pool. We do the pool thing. And then I wake up the next day and can't hear in my left ear, um, which is less than ideal when you're on vacation. More so when you're traveling out of country, because if anyone has had to deal with out of country medical insurance, especially if you're traveling to the United States, it can be the the, the stories you hear about the the challenges of the U.S. medical system are oh, exacerbated real. when you're traveling internationally. And I'll leave it at that. Um, so it was the day of contact the insurance company, find out where the closest clinic is, go to the clinic. Yet I've always had an issue with earwax buildup. Um, so I assumed it had been that and it was they were able to clear that. But um, the nurse cautioned me and said, we should really get you some eardrops because this looks like it's going to get infected, which uh, for the right. last week, I've been dealing with an ear infection that came from that trip. So Florida just won't go away. No. Um, so we spent our down day basically going to this um, this walk in clinic, which silver lining. Um, there was a Publix, which is a grocery chain uh, in the same plaza as said walk in clinic. So instead of just getting in an Uber and going back to the hotel, I said, hey, you know what Florida has that Canada doesn't? Hard Mountain Dew. So we went over to this Publix <laughs> and God damn if they didn't have a case of Hard Mountain Dew, a variety pack that I very meticulously packed and brought back to Canada. So Dude, we just got that all in Canada want to hit me up and have a Mountain Dew party. You know where I'm at. We just got um, that in Oregon. And every time I go to the grocery store now, there's just this gigantic stack of Hard Mountain Dew every time Dude, I it's enter. It's so good. Like I tried it for the first time when we were in Vegas when we did the Disneyland trip, which I'm sure we talked about on the show. Oh, a absolutely. Bunch. Um, so I tried it in Vegas where we had like the king cans because we stopped at a gas station and they were like a dollar fifty or something stupid because it was Vegas yeah, like off the Vegas. strip. Um, but I wanted to try the rest of them. So when I saw this variety pack of like the stubby cans, I'm like, oh, this is coming home with me. And we haven't gotten into them yet, but we're gonna have a we're gonna have a few fun parties. We have some friends over and just sample them all. Um, so there was some silver lining to that walk-in clinic day. Uh, but the next day I woke up or not the next day. So the next day was our Hollywood studios day. I felt fine. Uh, but towards the end of that meal, the the barbecue meal I was talking about, I'm like, I'm feeling kind of uneasy. I don't know if it's queasy or if it's in my head. Like I was starting to feel a little unwell. Uh, woke up the following day for our Epcot day. I'm like, I feel like absolute dog duty. It was not. Oh, pleasant. so you felt like absolute shit when you were writing figment, weren't you? Yeah. Oh, oh that was the last better. ride I rode at Epcot. <laughs> That's how I did oh, the so day. Proud of myself. Other than the firework. I need to bring up a picture of that for we'll we'll talk about this when uh, when Aaron gets back. But yeah, yeah, it's yeah. hilarious. To but, so that Epcot day was challenging, and when we like my sister ended up catching it as well, uh, COVID that is. So we got back. She felt the worst of it when we got back. I had the worst of it on our Epcot day. Um, the day we got back from our trip, no joke. She slept for 17 hours. Damn. Partly the fatigue from Disney and then partly the fatigue from COVID. Um, yeah, I guess actually the thing about she, it, when I got COVID, like I was bedridden for. Yeah. The fact that she, she called me the day after she she's like, I slept 17 hours. How in the hell did you survive a Disney trip feeling like this? Like very, very lucky, I guess. Cause it was just the adrenaline of being there pushed me through that Epcot day. And then I started like, it was really only that one day where I felt like, you know, the hor uh, horses behind and the rest of the, like the, the following days, I still felt kind of crappy and I was coughing a bunch. And, 
doing my best to protect others, coughing into my sleeve, wearing a mask when necessary, things like that. Because at the time, I, did, I, like, I didn't travel with any COVID tests. So I just had to assume I had COVID because I had a bunch of symptoms of COVID and just do my best to protect those around me, um, which I didn't do a good job of since my whole family came home with COVID. But um, yeah, it was it was a, a definitely a challenge that that Epcot day. And I'm I'm disappointed that it happened, but I'm glad that even though we did have to take that two and a half hour, like we plan to go back to the hotel. So Aaron talked a bit about the nice meals they had. Our nice meals we had the day we arrived, we went to the Swan to uh, the Italian restaurant there. We had the barbecue, which wasn't a, like quote unquote nice meal, but it was like the fun meal. And then our Epcot day, we had uh, dinner at Via Napoli, which I had some of the best wood fire oven pizza I've ever had in my entire life. Like Ooh. no joke, that pizza was one of the most um, cost-effective meals we had because we just got one pizza and split it between the three of us. But it was one of the best pizzas I've ever had, just hands down, like just flat out Disney or otherwise. Like my sister had been to Italy in the last couple of years. She's like, this this tastes like what we had in Italy. Like this is Italian, like real good Italian pizza. And That's it was, awesome. It was such good. It was funny though, because we, we ordered this pizza and my mom and sister are like, oh, they got really interesting cocktails. They had like a, they had a, an espresso martini, which my sister's all about. And they had a, a, they had a tiramisu martini, which my mom Ooh. saw that. I was like, oh, let's give this one a shot. We got to the end of the meal. Like they told the server, let's have those as dessert. That'll be our that'll be our nightcap to this meal. We got to the end of the pizza and they're both sitting there like they they, they each got through like a slice or two. And we had like an eight slice pizza. They got through like a slice or two. They're like, Mitch, we can't eat. Like, can you just or either that or we're taking it back to the hotel. I'm like. I'll power through. So I ate like half of this family style pizza and they get through a slice. They're like, yeah, remember those drinks that we ordered? Let's, let's not do that. And that was the right call, but Dude, I would love like to a, go back. Getting a get pizza like drinks. that and having it in your hotel room. is like an underrated move. Like it is so good to have that. So on, I think it was the animal kingdom day since the day ended so early, we ended up, we ended our day at Animal Kingdom at Nomad Lounge, which is connected to one of the one of the table service restaurants in that park. I can't remember the name of the restaurant. They had some really nice cocktails and some just some. Honestly, the churros at this restaurant put the Disneyland churros to shame. And I know Griffin, with that being your home park, that that's probably blasphemy. But like these churros were legit, legit. No, they were they were something else, Griffin. I'm just saying they were they were. I okay, believe, I refuse to believe Mitch. No, okay, I'm Best sure churros I've ever had. Um, but no, so like we ended our day at this this uh, lounge, but we didn't eat dinner. And Animal Kingdom closes weirdly early, like I was saying while you're away. And uh, so we got back to the hotel. We went to the pool, and while we were at the pool. We mobile ordered a whole pizza from the restaurant at the hotel and just ate it in our room, which was a good call. Because again, like pizza is one of the most cost effective and it's hard to mess up pizza. Like even yeah. the Disney like hotel pizza, it was like, oh, this is like Chuck E. Cheese meets Pizza Hut. Like it wasn't like it was it wasn't out of this world phenomenal, but it was like it's still it was that's a perfect description though. Monday night after Universal, we were just hungry and didn't want to figure it out. And we wanted to go to the hotel and get rested up before Disney. And that's what we did at French Quarter. We just ordered a pizza and just it's it's, it's, it's really all Fine. you need. It's not yeah, yeah anything special, but it gets the job done. Um, I want to go back um, to some I, rides. Oh, unless you got something you want to oh, say really fast, just really quick. I know we already talked about Star Wars, but I did. Oh, let's go back. I want to talk about Star Wars all day. I was gonna say I, I wanted to go back to your lightsaber. Yeah, it was uh, beautiful and amazing. <laughs> 
That's all. It, let's do the thing we do every time we talk about this stuff. Here we go. <laughs> I love that we oh. have three different styles here. Yeah, you went for the uh, the like earthy looking one, the with the leather grip. I loved that one. Mm-hmm. It was between the High Republic era one and that one. So I wanted, I, I want to go back and do a High Republic one. Yeah, but like so I love the earthy pl- look of it. This is the same lightsaber my- I used in the uh, Jedi Survivor game. Oh, nice. My plan when I built this, so I built this when we did our Disneyland trip uh, in the fall of 2022. My plan was to do the High Republic, but I got there. And they said, oh, we don't, we have your choices. Like we have one guard. We have one, like you'd have to use the same, like the, the center pieces, the cylinder pieces, you'd have to use the, we only have one of those available. So you have to use the same one for both. Like there just weren't options. So that's why I ended up going with like kind of the classic. Yeah. Um, the classic Jedi looking lightsaber. That's what I, like I want to do the High Republic, but there just weren't pieces available. And I had without a doubt the worst experience i've ever had spending that kind of money on that experience because my lightsaber didn't light up oh no yeah so imagine going through that whole thing and then it just doesn't it doesn't ignite oh that's a bummer and we did so on that disneyland trip we did the cantina right after and i was just i was already so bummed out i'm like i'm gonna get like one non-alcoholic beverage not tip and i want to go back to the hotel as quickly as possible like i ruined the rest of that so it sucked for mitch Aaron, how was it i loved it i loved every second of it (laughs) the kid made a sith saber he was the only one who picked red the room had a good laugh over that like it was awesome the whole show of it all was really cool like yeah Absolutely loved it. They had all the High Republic pieces for me, so I was stoked about that. Yeah, um, there was a moment for me. There was one, the Sith Saber that my kid made. They were missing like one or two of the pieces, but he didn't care. He still went with that one. Yeah, I remember it being yeah. such a... It, it is that moment that lights up that makes it so special. So like, I get why that ruined it for, for, for you, Mitch. But when you were able to have it and like it all comes together the way you want it, it really is a special experience. Yeah, super cool. expensive as all hell, but like, yeah, which was one thing that I set money and I set money aside for that. Like, first thing, I was like, hey, when we go, we're all three of us are building lightsabers. Like, it's just happening. Yeah. And I told the kid, uh... um, I was like, this is your birthday present is Disney and a lightsaber. Everything else is on you. And kudos to him. He saved up a ton of money for like six months and like almost all of his allowance and so he had stuff that he wanted to do but he also wore his birthday pin everywhere and i've never seen so much free ice cream <laughs> everywhere he went he'd be like oh i'm gonna go get ice cream i'm like cool you got your money like and he'd walk up but, yeah and he'd walk up and he'd be like oh can i get you know the the dipped bar he's like can i get one of those please and they're like on the house happy birthday everywhere everywhere the funniest part, though, is that Animal Kingdom. I he kept got... telling my sister to put her pin back on, and she wouldn't do it. But I think when you're celebrating 30 is a little different than if you're celebrating 12. Like 12. Yeah. 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 The funniest one was that Animal Kingdom, though. He got this huge cone, and he ran over to tell me that it was free, and he was running with ice cream in oh, Florida. No. And so, like, as soon as he ran, just... <laughs> and, like... He's my kid. He doesn't get upset over much, so he just like started laughing really hard, and it was fine. He finished what was left of it, and we were good. But 
that was pretty great. I was like, that's what you get for like rubbing it in my face, dude. <laughs> the only free ice cream we got is my sister bought one of those Mickey dip ice cream bars at Magic Kingdom. And I think the day we're at Magic Kingdom was probably like the hottest day in the record of, mm-hmm. you know, the planet Earth because it was like 47 degrees Celsius. Um, he opens the, the package with the, the ice cream bar, oh, goes to pull out the stick with the ice out. cream on it. And the only thing that came out was the stick because the rest of it was melted in the bag. Yeah. So she turns around to the dude. Like, she's literally walked, like, three feet away from this cart, turns around, guys, it's like, here you go. Don't worry about it. So, and I'm the asshole that said, can I see the melted one for a second? And opened it up and, like, how much of this can I shovel in my mouth before I look like an absolute monster? Uh, You look like an absolute monster immediately, but you do it anyways. You do it right. anyway. Uh, so I think the mistake that I made, and I just want to put this out there for anyone else who's thinking about building one of these things, don't be dissuaded by the experience that I had. I went out of my way to be extra as part of the ceremony and bought a yellow kyber crystal prior to the build. And I got a great moment with the person who's in there helping you assemble it of like, oh, we've got a smuggler in, amongst us, I see, because I brought in my own junk or my own scrap. Um, but I think... The yellow specifically, there are some issues with getting the saber base to recognize it. So that's probably what had happened. Mm. If I had just gone with the blue that I have in there right now, because you still go home with whichever one you choose. Um, and I wanted to get a violet one this time and they were all out, which was kind of disappointing when I went uh, the day after I saw you, Aaron, um, with full intentions of buying myself a kyber crystal as a souvenir. It's like, oh, they don't have violet. So do I want white or do I want red? And just left with neither. And instead... Mm. Oh, what did I? I don't even remember what I got myself. I don't think I got a souvenir from Galaxy's Edge other than taking home a full set of the um, the coasters. Oga's Cantina uh, coasters. Dude, I, uh, I spent most of my money at Epcot on Guardian stuff, to be honest. Yeah, that's how I was. We, yeah, we did a lot of Star Wars stuff. We bought Sabacc. We came home and played that with some friends. How and was it was that? so fun that. I was oh, tempted by that. So yeah. much fun. It was great. It was so fun that now for Halloween, we're actually doing a Star Wars themed Halloween party and we're going to have a poker night where everybody comes over and plays Sabacc and they're all going to dress up as Star Wars characters. So. That, feels like, I, that feels like a thing I need to buy is both a Star Wars nerd and a board game nerd. 100%. Mm. It, Super it, fun. It crosses so many boxes off your list. The one thing I regret not buying, and I sort of just like saw it out of the corner of my eye and kept going, was the belt clip for the lightsaber. Oh, like so I've got to beat that. I mean, I, I gotta get. I gotta get a, a friend of mine loves three D printing, so I gotta get him to three D print me. Like a, he actually, I'll grab it and show you. But he three D printed the stand that I have the lightsaber base on, and I'm gonna get him to three D print a D ring holder for my belt. Because my plan is to have this and go out and buy a Jedi robe and just be a Jedi for every Halloween from now to the end of time. Because that's what you do when you spend an asinine amount of money on this metal plastic toy. Uh-huh. Yep, I bought the I bought the Jedi shirt too. I'll tell you what, so. one of my favorite things about this is just taking it apart and putting it back together. Oh, so I have a story about that. Is this will forever be in this crystal because it has this beautiful like through line. And when I swapped my crystal out, I finally got these pieces to match up because they don't perfectly match up when you screw them on. And so I don't yeah. know if I'll ever touch it again because I was so stoked that I got it down through the button all the way through to the bottom. I was like, oh, well, that's that forever. That's why I have the one that I do. It's so I can play with it. Right. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you unscrew it's it and all that really kind of stuff. really squeaky. But... I was going to say, my, mine will never line up. The threads just don't work. I'm, I talked to the guy when I was there because I was having all these issues. I'm like, why doesn't it line up? He's like, well, every piece is unique. So this is uniquely off-center just for you. And I'm just like, you piece of Yeah, that's what they told. Riss was also, like, trying to get it. And, like, 
she wasn't even trying to do that. She was just trying to get it to work. And he's like, hey, don't worry about trying to get it all centered. Like, it's not going to work that way. So when mine randomly finally clicked into place, I was like, well, never touching that again. This white saber is white, and it's it will perfect. forever be white because it looks exactly how I want it to. Well, I mean, yeah. it, with the High Republic stuff, it's like white or yellow is perfect. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, exactly. I didn't recently re- rewatch Rebels, and I'm like, oh, yes, the Temple Guards with their yellow blades. Like, yes. I'm not playing KOTOR or trying to finish KOTOR for the first time for, like, the fifth time. Shocking, folks. We're Star Wars nerds here. <laughs> Right, I know we. I started it on Switch. Uh, Kotor, I so beat it so many play. times. But I've I, never beaten it. I've oh, tried really? like five times at this point. I've I've got a taco bet with a friend of mine where if I can finish it for the first time by the end of the year, he'll buy me tacos. Otherwise, I owe him tacos. So I'm committed. I've even told tacos. myself like I'm not playing Starfield. I'm not playing Baldur's Gate three, and I'm not playing Spider Man two, my most anticipated game of the year, until I finish this damn Star Wars game. And I haven't touched it since I got back from Disney. Oh. I'm still on like the second planet. Like I've made zero progress. Man. Okay, I want to go back to a couple more attractions because selfishly, I want to know Aaron your opinions on some of the yeah. stuff that I love. So let's keep it within Hollywood Studios. You obviously y'all did the Star Wars stuff. That's great. Were you guys able to get over to Tower of Terror and uh, Rock and Roller Coaster over there? Oh yeah. yeah. Rip. I know. I mentioned there's a uh, very few attractions where I like I will stand in line for hours to ride. Tower of Terror is one of those attractions. We yeah, we tried to ride we it a second time. Down. Yeah, we 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 tried to ride it a second time the day we were there because the first time we didn't get a great photo. Um, but we yeah, we we only ended up only riding it the one time. We had really bad luck. Um, our, our Hollywood Studios day was our bad luck day. Luckily, Star Wars was amazing, but um, Tower of Terror and Slinky Dog broke, and it was down for hours and hours. Yeah. And so we just our, never ended up making it happen. Yeah, our Hollywood Studios day, Slinky Dog oh, was closed for a while, opened back up, but they were only using half of the train. So we had a lightning lane. That was one of the days where we splurged for Genie Plus. So we had a lightning lane for Slinky Dog, and we still waited probably 45 minutes in this line that was like a 210-minute wait. Yeah. It was wild. Yeah. Even when we went back on Friday, Slinky Dog was down again. Yeah, it it it, it has a rough time in that heat. Like, that humidity yeah. is not good for that attraction. Yeah, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, it's a rough one. And that line especially, too, like, just... That queue is awful. It's horrible. It's absolutely awful in the Florida heat. Like the Florida so sun. is forever will be a, I don't care. If, if I'm riding it, I am getting the lightning lane. Like, we're just rolling yeah. with it. We wouldn't have ridden it without the lightning lane. And even then, it was probably a mistake. Uh, so, yeah. So, other rides. Going back over to Animal Kingdom. Were you able to get on Expedition Everest? Yep. So fun. Love We got it. front row on that one. And doing that in front row with my sister for the first time. We got to the edge. She's like, "Where's the rest of it?" Oh man, that one moment was worth spending what we did on this entire trip. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, the moment of going backwards for the first time is yeah. such a great yeah. moment. Luckily, since we were a party of three, there was a lot of instances where one of us, usually me, either rode alone or rode with a stranger. But that was one of the ones where my mom rode on her own. But the guy that got into the car with her was like, he he was a regular, you could tell. And he's just like, oh, this is your first time in this attraction. He was like, at this point, I'm going to let you know when you need to brace yourself. Otherwise, you're going to have neck pain for the rest of the day and you'll thank me later. And he was, right. he was really good about it. So like people are just a, like there's. 
people that go to Disney and then are just overly nice to everybody else they run into and are just like over, they overshare and everyone is like swapping stories and stuff like that. And then there are the devil parents, as I like to call them, that are just like miserable the entire time, yelling at their kids, pulling on their kids. And it's, I feel bad for folks that are in that situation because I know how much can go into the planning of a trip like this, that I understand where people can get frustrated. We got frustrated with each other a couple of times on this trip. It's just it kind of what happens with how trips work for yeah, most I am, of us. There's always going to be feelings that boil over, but it's I'm it's a rough. big proponent of when you're going with people and you're able to, not everyone's able to do it, especially if, like, if you're going with your kids, like you were, Aaron. Of, like, if yeah. you're adults and you can split up, split up for a ride every once in a while. Because, like... You're going to save yourself some bickering. I did. Like, that. At one point, we were, I, I think it was the Epcot day, there was a bit of bickering going on. And I basically said, like, we all know where the hotel is. We all have Wi Fi here. I'm going to go off and do what I want to do for a little bit and just like do the shopping that I wanted to do or just people watch the way I wanted it to and just cool off a little bit because that was also the day where I was feeling at my absolute worst on this trip because of mm-hmm. the, the illness, right? So it was. It was, it was necessary at times to, especially when you're spending a full week together and you're in the same room at all times, like it can help to, you know, do your own thing for a few minutes. Okay. I got one final ride I want to ask about and then whatever you guys want to talk about. There's one particular ride in Epcot, Aaron, but it's extremely important to me. I don't know if you read it. In fact, I would doubt you write it. You wrote it. Did you ride Journey into Imagination with Figment? No, we did ride Carousel of Progress, though, just for the air conditioning. Fair. That's the one of the best reasons to go. Or not there. Carousel of Progress. We did that one, too. But the... Um, uh, Spaceship Earth. Thank you. We did I, I also Earth. love that ride. That ride is I was so fun. It was really interesting. Not at all 30 minutes long or anything, but... Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. Uh, so, in case you didn't know, folks, I had one request of Mitch the entire time he was at Disney and that was to go ride journey into imagination with figment. And um, to be fair, since I was sick that day, I almost forgot that I had promised this and we got to the end of the day and all of the attractions that we wanted to do, like test track was a 90 minute wait. Uh, Frozen was like a 70 minute wait, but we had a single lightning lane to use at Epcot because the day before, when we were at Hollywood Studios, the last attraction that we tried to get on at the end of the night when it was a 20-minute wait was Rise of the Resistance. And guess what happened when we got through the uh, all of the pre-shows and we were into that big room? We it stood broke. there for about 20 minutes, and they told us the ride was shutting down for the rest of the day. Oh, rip. Yeah. But yeah so they gave us a lightning lane that we could use on any attraction at any park other than the ones that require an individual lightning lane purchase, which meant we couldn't use it on Guardians, which would have been great. Um, but we thought about using it on Frozen. But the problem was when we got in that queue for Rise of the Resistance, my mom didn't want to ride it again. So only me and my sister went through the queue. So only me and my sister got that lightning lane for the following day. So we didn't really want to split up. So we never we didn't actually take advantage of that on our Epcot day. Uh, but we were very tempted to be like, all right, we're just going to use this for Frozen or Test Track or something. We walk over to test track and it goes down as we're walking up to it. So it's like, uh-huh. oh, now what do we do? The day's almost over. The fireworks are about to start. I love how Mitch is delaying trying to break my heart. Like, I know damn, he's going to break my heart. But I look over. I see this damn building and my brain goes, oh, shit. Griffin had one ask. I have to do it. 
and my, I dragged my family onto this thing. They had no idea what they were getting themselves into. And we got off this ride. Let me read this message. There are two f- wonderful messages I got. One, I hope you're happy, lol. At, before the ride. After the ride. What did I just experience? <laughs> that is the dichotomy of Figment. I love Journey into Imagination with Figment because Journey into Imagination with Figment is a fever dream. In the best possible way to be. Um, it is dumb. It is weird. It used to be this fantastic, like, highly beloved ride uh, before it was changed into the current iteration, way back when, like before even I was around. But it's weird. And more importantly than anything, I needed Mitch to see Eric Idle as the boon. <laughs> I don't have words. Unfortunately, one of the rooms had no sound. Um, so we didn't get the whole song, but I oh, am glad. Fun. And I think this will probably transition into our next topic, which is some of the nighttime spectacles or some of the, the shows. Um, I am glad that we rode that ride before seeing the Epcot forever fireworks display at the end of the night, because I didn't realize how much of that was just going to be the song from journey into imagination. And it is pretty much Dude, that, just that song. The that entire song time. is amazing. Like I stand by yeah, it. Yeah, nothing against that song. That was a that was a blast. But it's literally just Eric Idle. It's the moon. Update. Eric Idle is the moon. Yeah. Like Eric and I beg of you to Google this because it is okay. downright tra- traumatizing. Okay. I'll yeah, Google like one one of the things for us on this trip, and this was one of the things that my mom had to do was like every park that had shows or fireworks, we had to see the you know most of the shows and we always had to see the fireworks so that epcot day even though i was feeling at my absolute worst we found a great spot right at the right at the tip of the france pavilion to sit down and watch this thing um and had a great time the other thing with our epcot day was one of the things that we did before the power nap that was absolutely necessary is there were two things going on at epcot there was the food and wine festival which meant there was a whole bunch of sample sized food you could get at a reasonable price and we took advantage of that uh, i had a great i had a great spicy margarita in the mexico pavilion that was always oh, out of this world and a great tostada but the other thing that coincides with the food and wine festival is the eat to the beat concert series yep and when i tell you that i had a roller coaster of emotion uh with regards to the eat to the beat concert series um when origin when we originally planned our trip, we planned our Epcot day around wanting to experience the joy that is Kevin Bacon performing music live. So the day that we were at Epcot was supposed to be Kevin Bacon and his band performing. I just wanted to hear the Guardian song, like the songs from the Guardians Holiday Special live. I wanted to hear Footloose by Kevin Bacon. Like I just wanted this in my life. We get on the Skyliner to go to Epcot that day, and two other folks get in the same. Um, car as us and we started talking they had been Kevin there Bacon. no i'm kidding well they they went to that first halloween party we went to the second one so they were giving us the rundown on some of the things they they experienced at the halloween party um but then we got to talk about oh so what are you planning to do today at epcot and they're like well we were going to see kevin bacon until he canceled so we find out as we're going to epcot that kevin bacon canceled and the information that they gave us was that the fill-in for kevin bacon was american idol alumnus ruben stuttered now it's a pretty good film. My mom and sister, my mom and sister love American Idol. They could not care less about Ruben Stutter performing at Epcot. So we we're like, all right, great. If we're walking past, we'll say, hey, this is neat, and and grab a quick photo, whatever. Um, but then as we enter Epcot, and this is going to be the most millennial ass shit I'm going to say today, 
the signs for the E to the Beat concert series around the park show that the fray will be performing all day. So the fact that, like, my sister learned to play the keyboard as a kid. And when I say learn to play the keyboard, she learned to play one song kind of okay. How to Save and a Life. that was How to Save a Life by the fray. <laughs> so it was one of these moments of, like, she was she was in her element she was having an absolute blast finding out like this roller coaster was like up and down and up and it was an up by the end of it getting the chance to thankfully sit down for a while and not have to worry about the i mean you're still worrying about the heat but at least you're off your feet um i will say that entire that entire concert series is like is bands around the same time as the fray like it is they know their audience yeah. with that concert series. Yeah, they 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 are targeting us millennial ass millennials, and I'm all about it. Uh, but that, yeah, that was a that was a great little surprise that we weren't expecting on that day. And I I love that the way that the way I tend to approach something like this is I have everything planned down to not necessarily the minute, but like I know if we hit you know let's say Ratatouille and Frozen before we get our Guardians virtual queue then our Epcot day is off to a good start that kind of thing and we didn't on that Epcot day so getting that surprise and having that moment of my sister like just screaming out these songs by the fray of which I knew like three of them um was uh was a nice little treat and for me the kind of person that plans these kind of trips down to the you know planning that itinerary and then getting this curveball, but that curveball ended up ending up being one of the nicer moments we had on the trip for me was, was a highlight because it was just so unexpected. All right. So we're coming up. We're kind of, we're getting up to the near the end of the show. So I want to wrap this up from both of you. You both were there again. You both suck. Uh, in the so best possible we didn't, way. we didn't know this. We didn't know this until the day after we were probably standing within 50 feet of each other. Cause we were both, huddled at some point around the partner statue of Walt and Mickey in Magic Kingdom for what we're going to talk about. So we, without knowing it, saw this from basically the same perspective. Mm -hmm. And we will eventually do a full episode on it at some point in the future. We keep talking about how we're going to do it. But yeah, I feel like that's the best place to wrap it up is how was Happily Ever After? My third favorite experience of the entire trip. It would probably go Rise Guardians and then the fireworks. And honestly, Guardians and Fireworks could switch. Like, it's, I'm going to try not to choke up this. It was the only time I cried at Disney. Like, I was so blown away by that show and everything that they put on the castle. And, like, it took me back to growing up and, like, watching Aladdin and Hercules and Lion King and, like, all these movies that formed who I am that I was just, oh, man, I lost it. It was so good. I was, and I literally expected, because I didn't do any research, of what to expect. I wanted to kind of be surprised by everything. Um, and I expected just the castle with fireworks over it. That was all I was walking into. And the show that they put on and Tinkerbell like flying over at the end, like it was so cool. And so like, I, I remember leaning. Can I swear on this podcast? Oh yeah, of course. Oh, I leaned over to Riss halfway through it. And I go, God, this place is fucking magic. I was like, this was so cool and amazing. And that was the night that, like, so we did Magic Kingdom. We did lunch, hit a bunch of rides. Um, I got to go on It's a Small World because my kid's grandma was like, don't go on It's a Small World. It's super annoying. And he was like, now I'm going to ride it <laughs> just to say I did. And he's like, Dad, we have to go on It's a Small World. I was like, all right, let's go on It's a Small World. Such a good ride. <laughs> I love that ride. My family hated so the fun. fact I dragged them onto it. It's so great. 
It was so great. Uh, so we left a little bit early. We went back to the hotel and got out of the heat for about an hour and a half. And everybody showered and we got dressed up. And then we went back to Magic Kingdom for the evening. And we did, um, we had the photo pass. So every time there was a photographer, we were being in the wristbands and getting like really nice photos. And we did the photos of three of us and photos of just me and the kid and photos of just me and Riss. We did that at sunset in front of the castle and then walked up and watched the fireworks. And like, it was just the peace de la resistance as they say like it was so beautiful and amazing and you didn't think about the heat at all like the sun went down and it was actually a pretty pleasant evening at that point and like it was just oh my god i could go on and on about the fireworks show but it was amazing so happily ever after is always going to hold a very special place for me because and i'm already like i i have the full body shivers now i'm probably going to cry at some point uh because i had i had a very similar experience Aaron, where it, it the emotion of it hit me so hard the last time i saw it because it was our first day at disney it was the day that i proposed to my wife and it was our childhood in front of us doing the thing that it did and making you very emotional this trip it hit much harder in a different way after getting married uh, surprisingly enough, because there are two songs that are in that show that no matter what now, when I hear them, I tear up. And it's You'll Be In My Heart, because that is the, the mother-son dance that my mom and I did at my wedding. And it is um, I Can See The Light from Tangled, because my wife and I got married during COVID. So we got married in 2020, and then we were able to have the party with the traditional dance. Like well, I did the mother-son dance in 2021 when we had this bigger party and could enjoy it a little bit more. When we got married in 2020, we didn't get the first dance moment. We didn't get any of these things. But when we got back to the hotel room that we had that night, the first thing I did was I put on an acoustic version of I Can See the Light. And that was our first dance as husband and wife. And we did something different for the the party. So we had this moment where we had like the public first dance song we had something that's private and more intimate to us so when that moment comes up for either of those songs i'm an absolute ball of emotions now anytime i hear them and to see it at the scale and spectacle that disney puts on in that park like knowing that disney is the second largest purchaser of explosives in the world because of what they do every night with fireworks it totally tracks the fact yeah. that they only trail the u.s military is probably another conversation that should be had at some point about you know reigning in military spending but that's not what we're here to talk about <laughs> yes uh, time. <laughs> yeah i like um, i like the it, explosives for fireworks significantly more yes yeah a hundred percent it's much more family friendly um but that show like for the fact that that show was the nightcap to the day i got engaged and also now includes two moments that are very important to me with those two songs I'm never not going to be emotional watching the thing. I still throw on the 4K. Someone set up a camera in the park to to tape the show, like probably once or twice a month for a good cry. Like it's it's that deeply ingrained in me now, and I'm so glad that um, I got to inadvertently share that experience with a friend on the same day, which is just wild to me. Approximately 20 meters away. If if that I like the yeah. thank you for using the metric system by the way I went with feet you went with meters and it's it's very that was much nice that was a nice moment well here's the thing um, the that was really cool <laughs> yeah it was really cool to like for me and Mitch to get together at lunch and start gushing over the fireworks and this like light bulb moment of like wait you went last night I was like yeah we were there last night and then he's like where were you standing and I was like okay so we went up to the statue and just off to the right and he's like 
that's that's where we were. We were <laughs> like, at the statue and then we just stepped in front of it a little bit. We were just in front of the statue. Yeah, and we were just off to the side of it. So yeah. not far at all. Yeah, I'm wow. I really am jealous of you guys both for the Disney part of it, but also just getting to hang out with each other. That's okay, awesome. So, well, so when's, like when's our Disney trip like, happening, guys? That's what I want to know. When are we all going? Uh, you, it, Paris was our next bucket list one. So if you want to travel to Europe with us, we can make that happen. Um, honestly, though, the the fact that I got to take it, it's funny too because like the bag, my mom borrowed a bag for me, uh, and it has a kind of funny pin on it. For those who don't know, kind of funny this YouTube group that we're all mutual fans of, and that's sort of how really the relationship started, and then. You know, it, it, it balloons or blossoms into something different from there. Um, but it was kind of this weird full circle moment of like my family's aware that I'm part of this fandom and have friends that I've made through this. But the fact that my mom had a bag on with a pin for that group and I was able to connect with someone that I've only ever talked with online and I had to explain to my mom and sister, hey, I have a friend here. Oh, how do you know him? Well, we talk on the Internet once in a while. And it's just one of those things of like these the post COVID friendships are weird. I know, and it's not like so a, we much met of it happened online. App. We just like yeah, oh, it's a Twitter like, when friend. When it happens, when it when it translates to a real life experience, is kind of that full circle moment of like, oh, this makes sense. This is why this this why we get together and do this. It's why we have friends and we want to chat yeah. with on this show because having a moment like that and sharing that moment with you and your family and it was. That was one of the highlights of the trip for me. Same. Absolutely same. Just getting sure. to sit down at the Avatar restaurant and have lunch and talk about boba Dude, and talk about those, the food. Those, freaking, and... those cheeseburgers, uh, those cheeseburger buns were no joke. Like, oh, I, so I, it was such a good choice. Yeah, they did cheeseburger bows. And oh, my goodness. So good. Yeah. Like, the last time I was there, I got the, the the beef bowl and I knew it was good. So like that's what I recommend to my mom and sister and. My sister got one. My mom got a kid's meal because she wasn't super hungry. Um, which is one of those things like, oh, yeah, let's try something different. And Aaron and I ended up ordering the same things like, oh, my God, this is so friggin' good. Yeah, it was so great. Yeah. And the fact like that was just one of those like kind of perfect moments of we both ended rides at the same time. We were able to get to the restaurant at the same time. And then we surprisingly were able to find a table big enough for all of us. That was so, the impossible task. Like we were yeah. circling this restaurant for minutes because like they have it set up in an interesting way where they don't want you to enter the restaurant unless you've placed a mobile order or you're having to place an order in real time, like at the kiosk um, or with a, a person. A um, lot of push for mobile order, which if we hadn't had that Disney dining card, we probably wouldn't have mobile ordered. Um, and we didn't for the last couple of days because mobile orders were cash to use. It is. And we did that for our Disneyland trip where it was my wife and I, and we have a credit card for travel that will uh, waive the foreign transaction fee. But that that's the biggest thing is like we could use our credit card, but if we use the standard credit card, you're getting dinged like an extra 1.5% or 2%, depending on the card, on top of whatever exchange rate the bank decides it's going to use for that day. Sure. Don't um, have to worry about so that's why we had cash for the latter part of the trip or for like the souvenirs and stuff. But having that Disney dining card made those first few days so much easier because it was okay, Aaron and I both get to the restaurant around the same time. I've placed my order. I'm waiting to get the buzz to go pick it up. And once we had it, it was, okay, circle the restaurant. And we found a cast member who was super helpful in helping us to rearrange like a table for four and a table for two, pull them together. And it just kind of, it was this perfect moment, which yeah. Disney is just so good at 
gen like organically creating and in this case it was just a, a, a moment where we were able to kind of just sit and have one of the best meals that i had when i was at disney and it wasn't mm -hmm. just the company the food was also really good so yeah and it was really fun because it wasn't like just me and mitch like i've been fortunate over like the last 18 months i was thinking about it today before i jumped on this like i've been so fortunate to meet um kfbfs like all over the country over the last 18 months i got to hang out with some in new york when i happened to go visit there Eric from San Francisco uh, went and got a car in Kansas and was driving it back and he stopped and we had dinner and everything. And like, I've had all these really cool experiences. And then this one was easily like the most random and magical, but it wasn't just me and Mitch where all those have been very single, like getting to sit with our families and like everybody get to talk and like just kind of mingle and get to know each other. I don't know. It was awesome. And it was such a good break. Like, yeah, I learned. I had this so much fun just chatting. I had so much fun just chatting with your kid and getting to yeah. just experience through his stories the way that he enjoyed his trip up to that point. Like that was honestly for me is just like having not been to Disney with a kid of my own or with a kid that I'm there with. It was really fun to like the adult trip is one thing, but getting to you know experience the 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 pure joy of what he had done to that point on that trip and all of the free ice cream he was bragging about the entire time we were eating uh, was just, it was so much fun. It was, it was oh, great, to, great. Get to, to, to know them a little bit too, which is always interesting of, you know, exposing your family and uh, like friends that are out. Like I had KFBFs at my wedding. Um, yeah. Because with COVID you didn't do anything in person. So you had a lot of friendships that, you know, you fostered online and, and those turned into real life friendships and are some of the best relationships that I have. And I've always struggled a little bit with um, maintaining friendships over the course of, you know, years. I have one friend from high school and she's sleeping in the next room because I married her. Uh, so <laughs> having these adult relationships that I've been able to foster and, 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 and uh, through one of the weirdest, strangest times we all have had to experience with COVID uh, and to come out of it with some of these moments, like having lunch was or having a meal with someone from across the country or running into someone from another country that happens to be at the same theme park as you. It's, it's wild, wow. the kinds of yeah. connections that can be made and uh, getting to do this and chat with you both in person and, and now is, is just such a treat. So yeah, appreciate awesome. Griffin giving us this opportunity. I know. Right. And now uh, my kid has only met two kind of funny people ever because everyone else i've been traveling like with just me and Riss. uh he's met mitch and um cool greg so you're that's, a, good that's a great list to be on that's a great <laughs> list to be on did i ever tell you i i when, when we when we stop recording i'm gonna tell you my cool greg story it's yeah i love cool g sweet yeah i'll, I'll tell you mine too off off air yeah. with that though folks we should probably wrap things up Aaron, thanks for coming out hanging out with yeah. us if people want to keep up with you where can people find you <laughs> Twitter is the best place. It's just my name at Aaron Sini, A-A-R-O-N-S-E-A-N-E-Y. Um, I've been pretty inactive on social media lately, but Twitter is probably still where I'm the most active of just shouting things out and talking to people. So, yeah, I feel that ever since the the slow death of that site, it's like, okay, well, do I need to be on social media? Uh, it hasn't been the slowest, to be honest, which is kind of unfortunate because it's where a lot of these relationships were kind of fostered through the pandemic. Shout out to Discord. Yeah. We'll, we'll find other places like this to get together and chat. Oh, yeah. And with that said, if you want to find me, I'm Aaron Cini everywhere. I have the blue sky. I have threads. I have all that stuff. It's just, it hasn't grabbed me yet where I've been using it consistently. So all the things, all the things find me at my name. 
Go, 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 go fast, go fast. Anyways. Gotta go fast. We will be back hopefully soon with the new episode. We won't have these random extended breaks where we get busy with life. It happens. Yes, we will. Okay, we, we absolutely will, but we'll be better, we promise. I hope. Maybe <laughs> What I'd like to do then, while we still have some of this weird time, is maybe back we record. start doing some... Hmm? I was going to say, just back record, a, get a, make a backlog, finally. I was going to say, why don't we do a games episode? Ooh, Ooh. bring you back for that. Fuck we'll games. do a, a, a D plus us video game club or something and, flip, and, flip. and talk about some video games because it's less... Um, less focus on the uh ongoing job action for both the writers guild and uh sag after yeah like we mentioned at the top of the show folks we are trying to figure out other disney content to talk about that isn't necessarily movies or tv during this time where uh the companies suck even though we're still talking about disney and disney it's particularly one of the worst ones yeah we gave them all this free press for their park where you know they're using that to kind of fund the you know belittling and degradation and i'm like oh yeah the parks and plays aren't too great either but beside the point yeah go check out our other stuff we are around here we are posting stuff like i mentioned new video essay soon go check out the old one go check out old episodes yada 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 we will see y'all in the next episode but until then have a magical day